Every single time Hunter wakes up from a nap these days, he's asking for a snack and it's usually a fruit snack. And I used to say heck no to all kinds of fruit snacks and goodies like that because I hated all of the artificial dyes, harmful ingredients, and the ridiculous amount of sugar that they have. And while I still am a big proponent in not having all of those things all the time, I find so much hope in knowing that Thrive Market has me covered and has Hunter covered for not just all of those sweet fun treats, but also other essentials while keeping him safe and healthy. And it's honestly become a fun little tradition for Michael and I to sit down and pick out our Thrive Market order. They're so amazing and such our go-to for delicious snacks and pantry essentials and so much more. Their app is so easy to use and everything is delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days, which drastically reduces my stress level because making time to go to the grocery store is my least favorite thing to do. Plus, I'm obsessed with their standards. They restrict literally 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and they only allow the most trusted ingredients for you. I mean, even last order, I saved $20 and got an incredible deal on the poppy probiotic sodas that I love. Plus, it's not just good for your family. When you join Thrive Market, they also gift a membership to a family in need, which is the greatest. So let's save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truthtalks for 30% off your first order. Plus, you get a $60 gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. You're listening to Truth Talks with Tara. The purpose of this podcast is to help you know, love, and live God's word. My name is Tara and I'm your host slash new best friend. Each week, we'll dive into the depths of scripture together. We'll answer questions that we all have as believers, have hard but good conversations, unpack passages in the Bible, and have deep, encouraging conversations with some amazing guests. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to grow your love and knowledge of his word so that you can live for him more. Are you ready, friend? Let's get into it. Wow, friend, do we have an awesome episode for you today. I have a returning guest, our first returning guest to the podcast, Michaela Van Dyke of Chasing Sacred on Instagram. She is an awesome wife, mama, theology student, teacher, all of the things. But today we're going to be talking about social media and how to have discernment with social media, how to avoid jealousy, the roots of jealousy, comparison online, just everything that has to do with social media, but in a godly way. I'm really excited too because this October 2021, Michaela is hosting her very first conference called the Christian Ministry Conference in New Hampshire in person, and I get to be one of the speakers. So excited, so blessed, and want to have you there. This conference is geared for you, whether you are already on social media, whether you have a ministry, an Instagram account, whether you want to write a book, whether you want to start a podcast, wherever you're at in that journey, we have women coming from every stage, whether starting, haven't started, or have been in online ministry for a long time. I'm going to be talking about how to create biblical content, how to start a podcast, and so much more. But here's the catch. This conference is different than any other conference because we're talking about and emphasizing theology and how to know the Bible because that is our groundwork. That is our foundation for online ministry. I mean, it's our foundation for life. But I don't want to give the whole thing away. All of the information is in the description, in the show notes. You can use code Tara50 for $50 off your ticket if you want to come and join us. Think of this as an investment 
investment into your faith. So this conversation goes hand in hand with what we're going to be talking about in New Hampshire in October. We'd love to see you there. Without further ado, here is this conversation with my amazing friend, Michaela. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode. We have one of my amazing friends that I have just been so honored to become so close to. I am really pumped because she's actually, we talked about this before we hit record just now, she's actually the first person to return to the podcast a second time. So, Michaela, welcome back. I am pumped about this episode. Before we start, would you just like, again, reintroduce yourself? I know that people love the first episode we did, but again, just share for people who may have missed who you are, what you do, and all of the beautiful things. Thanks so much. I literally am so honored to be here. I love your podcast and the honor is all mine. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so I'm Michaela, Michaela Van Dyke, and I run a ministry called Chasing Sacred through social media. I'm a mom of four cute little babies, um, six, four to nine months. And there's four of them. So when I had to, I had to think about their ages, Um, (laughs) but I live in New Hampshire and I'm currently pursuing a master's in theology while I run and operate the ministry. Um, But basically the ministry Chasing Sacred exists to teach women how to study the Bible. And we do that through an app that's totally free to anyone who wants to download it. And then also by um, our journal, which teaches how to do inductive Bible study. So we do those things, but we also really pour into our platforms on Instagram and Facebook and love to catch you guys there as we just go through God's word and talk about how we can read it more every single day and how we can bring glory to our father in heaven. I love it. I love it. Your ministry is so, so truth packed and super practical. How long, I think I've asked you this before, but how long has Chasing Sacred been around and the journals and all the things? Yeah, that's a good question. I'd have to think about it, but I think three to four years, um, probably four years for Chasing Sacred. And then the journal's been around for about two. So we had a, I did it before and then we've actually remade it. And then we've had it um, this year, a newer version of it. So we're going to continue to like, basically every year, we're going to probably turn out a new one. But the whole concept of the journal is to teach inductive Bible study. And so through it, it asks you questions so that you understand the context of what you're reading. And it really, really pushes people to dig deeper into the word of God, which is totally, totally our um, goal in our ministry. I love it. And it's something that I don't think a lot of people do. I mean, I know there's a lot going around, but um, it's just so important to have a, a tool like inductive Bible study to be shared because I think we have amazing books and devotionals and things out there. I have so many on my shelf right now, but I think knowing that like, hey, like we need to have like the the process, which like through inductive Bible study, like you can literally crack open your Bible and just be able to do that on your own. Um, because I was at uh, I was at church the other the other week and my pastor was like, what? what's the best commentary or the best way to get to know the Bible? And everyone's like, through the Bible. So I think that's exactly what you guys are doing. And I love that. I love that. Yeah, I think it's awesome because what we go back to over and over again is like there's so many great resources, like you said, commentaries, all these things. But Chasing Sacred wants you to get, or I personally and the women that help me run Chasing Sacred, really want people to open up the Bibles for themselves and get what the Holy Spirit has to say through the text to them. You know, the word is powerful and it speaks. And so as much as all these commentaries and all these things are great and awesome. And I'm so thankful for them. Like it's amazing when the spirit speaks to your own heart. 
Yes, yes. And that that's the key. And I think that's just something that you project so well, Michaela. I love you so much. I'm just seriously so proud of everything you do. You're you're kind of goals. I'm like, I want to be Michaela Van Dyke when I grow up. <laughs> you are awesome. Um, same to you, Missy. Oh my gosh. I literally, y'all, I mean, we're gonna talk about it in a little bit if you haven't heard about what's happening um in a couple months with the two of us and some other people, but I can't wait to meet this girl in person. It's gonna be iconic, but we're gonna talk about that in a minute. Um, um, I want to get into the episode today because it's something that we're both super hyped about and I think is really needed right now. But you've done this before, Michaela. I would love to hear a favorite thing before we start the episode or a few favorite things that you're loving um, just so that maybe we can find something else that we may need in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so recently I got a Hands to Learn, which is like this person who's on Instagram. She makes these beautiful products. But so she sent me this glass cup and in it was this iced tea um, and it was an iced tea called cold brew. And basically you just put it in cold water and it literally makes iced tea. There's no like oh brewing or anything. It's a packet and it was mint flavored. And I was like, this has changed my life. So now when I'm like in the afternoon when it's, you know, downtime and nap time and I pull out my Bible, I'm like, I'm going to make myself some Southern breeze cold brew sweet iced tea packet. <laughs> what in the world? I mean, this sounds like, like such a mashup, right? Cold brew iced tea. Yeah, oh it's like gosh. amazing. So, I mean, I mean, gone are the days, I guess. I mean, maybe I'm just learning about this, but gone are the days where you have to put hot water with your tea bag. And these are actually, you just put it in cold water and it makes sweet, cold iced tea. What in the world? <laughs> my mind it's, is blown. <laughs> I know, it's changed my life. <laughs> that sounds amazing, especially during the summer. Oh my gosh, I've just been craving like smoothies and like things like that lately. So maybe I need to try this. I know. It's, it seems like it's available pretty much anywhere. Like I found some at Walmart and all that. So yeah, it's pretty cool. And the other thing I was going to say is my new, I just got a new CSB Bible Ooh, and it's um, the note-taking Bible and it's the Hosanna Revival Edition and it has these lemons, lemon tree on the front and I'm it's just so obsessed cute. with it. It's adorable. So I, I also love I, my new Bible. I don't know. It's, it's, is it one of their new ones? I'm totally it's, blanking yeah, right it's, now. It's new. So okay. I literally yeah. just got it. But it's – I'm like, oh, my word, it's adorable. So it has, like, a white cover with, like, lemons. That's amazing. And you you have been reading – have you read CSB before getting this one too? I love CSB. Yeah. That's one of my favorite translations. Oh, my gosh. I just got into it a little bit ago. And um, at first I, like, wasn't sure. I'm super diehard, like, ESV. I'm kind of, like, stubborn in that. Like <laughs> – Maybe it's just like from what I've researched so and done. I'm like, I just love ESV. I'm ride or die. I always recommend that to people. But then I got sent a couple CSV Bibles and I love it. And I actually have a um a study Bible by CSB, which is amazing. So I don't oh, know. That's kinda, awesome. Kind of warming up to it. Yeah, I know. I, I'm like the type of person that I compare. I'm so into comparing because my parents are Bible translators. Yeah, you're so, right. Yeah, yeah. So I always have like three different translations every time I read. It's just like kind of like more natural, I feel like for right. me. So I love like comparing like ESV, CSB, like, you know, Net Bible, any of them and just putting them next to each other. And it's just so fun to see like kind of the differences and similarities and all that kind of stuff. So. Right. And then like we talked about earlier, if you know like how to study your Bible, like inductively or however, you'll be able to just be confident in like whatever you're reading. Right. So that's, yes, that's, that's so cool. So true. So true. Man, I love it. Okay. Funnest favorites ever. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. I am really, really excited though too about today's conversation. Um, friends listening, Michaela and I have been talking a lot about this idea of social media. And I think if it hasn't perked your interest already, that it might because not only is it a huge thing in our world right now, we all have smartphones. Heck, you're listening to this on something. You know, we're all part of social media. Um, but there's actually this key piece that we as Christians, I think we as just people in general, but we as Christians really need to take into consideration. And that's being discerning with social media. So Michaela, like I said, it's no lie. I mean, it's it's one of the biggest parts of our lives is social media and our phones. And whether we'd like to admit it or not, most likely we all spend hours scrolling on Instagram or other social medias. I'm just going to be honest and admit that I do. Um, and so your ministry, Chasing Sacred, is mostly all online, you know, on Instagram, on your app. So I would love for you to share just a little bit about, you know, what God has been teaching you lately about having discernment on social media and all these things. Yeah, I absolutely love this topic. I think you could go so many different ways with this conversation. And so we are going to just skim the surface um, today. But two of the things I wanted to point off just right off the bat with discernment with social media is number one. Um, discernment is key because a lot of times it's interesting, Instagram, you know, all these things, you're reading snippets of people's theology. You're not reading their whole theology. So what happens a lot of times in social media is you'll press follow for a bunch of different people, but you don't really know where they are in their beliefs. And so sometimes it can be like impossible to distinguish whether someone is like Calvinist or whether someone is Armenian, right? And so it's interesting because that makes it look like we're more unified than ever. But what happens in the social media world, as we all know, after this year, is that someone posts something about their theology, whether it's a primary issue, you know, of the faith or a secondary doctrine. And all of a sudden you see these church, you know, these people from church, like, and Christians just fighting and, and talking, like rehashing these fights that a long time ago, a lot of these fights were, you know, happened Mm -hmm. with church splits. And so all of a sudden you see these things and people look super unified, look like they all have the same belief system, which is great, right? We're all from different churches, but at the same time, it can end up that like, if we don't know what we believe theologically, then we can be ingesting things from different people. Like, for example, I had a girlfriend and this is just a great example of social media discernment. She's like, I love this blogger. She's amazing. Blah, blah, blah. She's like such a good Christian, blah, blah, blah. And so I followed her and then, you know, lo and behold later, I'm like, oh, she's Mormon. And my girlfriend said, you know, I follow her so closely and like all these things. She's this amazing Christian girl. So I think we can ingest a lot of things that we're not necessarily aware of unless we're really being intentional when we're (sighs) reading the posts. So that was my first thing I was going to talk about. Um, And then the second thing I wanted to talk about is how the Lord has been really, really, really emphasizing because I do my ministry online and Tara, you can totally attest to this, but Mm -hmm. That social media can be an amazing thing, but it can also be something where um, it can come with temptation, right? So we have to check our motives in ministry. And I was recently going through the book of James, and I was feeling so convicted through this whole passage that we can talk about later of my own basically selfish ambition that had creeped up in my online ministry. And that, as James says, I was becoming double-minded. And Mm. I think, you know, being honest with this struggle of like, okay, so I, you know, genuinely started this ministry, genuinely started this ministry because I had these pure motives. I wanted to glorify God with this platform. I wanted to, you know, grow the platform for him. I wanted the Mm -hmm. glory for him and all these things, but quickly these motives can, when left unchecked and when left, you know, 
not being intentional can grow into things where it's like, okay, I'm wanting to glorify myself or I'm wanting to grow my ministry for myself and all these things, right? That's the second thing I wanted to talk about today. Yeah. No, I think that's huge. I myself struggle with that so much where I think, again, I think it's a part of just us being like pulled from the old man to the new man, you know, like our our sin natures and then our new lives in Christ. It's just, we kind of live in this tension, right? On earth, we live in this tension of not quite being perfect, not quite having, you know, that sinless life. Um, it's just so tough because you can say one thing with, with your, with your mind or with your mouth and say that I'm doing this for the Lord. And then we see our actions or, you know, we feel things come up and we're like, we're actually not doing it that way. And so I think that's literally the toughest thing. And I'm really excited to dive more into that, but I just really appreciate your honesty too about that because I think um, no matter if we have a ministry online or if we're just someone who participates, you know, just as Mm -hmm. a bystander in social media, this is something that we need to think about because there's a war raging um, Mm. all around us um, and then Mm -hmm. the enemy's taken its social media too. And um, like I said, there's so many temptations, there's so many opportunities for pride and all these things. But um, I would love to transition to – I would love to talk about some scriptures. You've mentioned a few already, but just to kind of unpack those. So let's be honest, there weren't a lot of Bible verses or there weren't any Bible verses written on social media or Instagram in Jesus' time. Like we can't pull up a scripture and be like, okay, that's talking about Instagram. Um, But there are some passages that talk about our hearts and our motives that you have been really dwelling on. So Michaela, what does God's word tell us about discernment and competing motives and all these things that have to do with our conversation. Yeah. So I was in the book of James and I was just like, oh boy, you know, when you're just so convicted um, and the, the spirit convicts. And I say this from like a heart of like the Lord, the Lord is so gracious to convict us, right? Like he's so loving to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was reading and I was reading in James and it was in chapter three and some of the passages were talking about And I can read them here, but it says, um, who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. Mm. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is pure peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, and good fruit, impartial, and sincere. And I was reading this in the book of James, and it was talking about kind of these mixed motives. And I think like what you said, like in our fleshly nature, sometimes it's like we might have, you know, these selfish ambitions that creep up when we're using social media, or we might kind of become what James talks about, a little Mm -hmm. bit double-minded. And these desires of pure intent can all of a sudden be replaced when we're looking at social media, maybe with rivalry Mm, or our desire for our own advancement. And although these things are not like innately totally bad sometimes, it, it, it can be really negative if left unchecked, right? Because right, what happens right. is we get these feelings and what we do with them is what really matters. And so um, I personally realized, okay, Lord, I need to be praying with my online ministry for continual pure motives. Mm. And I also need to really keep things in check. So some of the examples of this in my own life would be um, desiring that my light count be better or that right. I receive accolades, right? When mm-hmm. I post or that right. people would just right. really respond to my work. And I would get discouraged when I saw maybe other accounts growing. And 
accounts that I like deemed maybe not worthy of growing, right? right. And mine was snag- stagnant. And so one of the things that like really stood out to me, and I'm having this speaker come to our conference, um, but she had kind of written this thing on her social media, and it's not there anymore, Amy Gannett, but she had kind of wrote, I'm not a brand, I'm a Bible teacher. Hmm. And I think that's what kind of happens sometimes in the social media is that we start to try to build these little kingdoms, right? And instead of being on Bible, we become on brand. And it's like, no, that's totally like different than where our hearts um, are supposed to be because we want this platform to be God honoring and it's supposed to be about the people, right? Not the brand. And so um, God desires obviously to use us and it's not a negative thing mm-hmm. to be on social media. But I yeah. think what happens is that sometimes these desire- desires get the best of us. And all of a sudden, before we know it, we kind of have let some impure motives creep in and what we become something that um, a lot of people call a glory thief. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 2024 has simultaneously felt like the longest and shortest year. Our little family has gone through so many highs and lows and joys and valleys. I mean, Hunter's growing up so crazy and our calendars are so crazy. And this is usually the time of year where so many of us give up on our New Year's resolutions. And while some of mine have not panned out, to be honest, there are some that have. I am personally really proud of my consistent workout routine this year. It has been something that has been so off and on since having Hunter. It's also given me so much mental clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash truth talks. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hmm, that's good. That's good. Like like you said, without even knowing. It, it right. just happens. And, you know, I, you know, on one hand, it's like we can't fault ourselves for that because, you know, we are sinful and things happen and it's just so easy. But on the other hand, it's like we have tools and we have, you know, truth, you know, to gird us up because there it's so easy to let these things slip in. And I love how, you know, Amy said that and you, you mentioned how, you know, that we're people so concerned about being on brand more than being rooted in the word. And I think when people say that they're building their brands or building their empires, it's like, like you said, it's actually building their little kingdoms instead of building platforms that are just 
like megaphones, right? Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know, like I try often to be like, okay, I'm just trying to be like a megaphone. Like, yeah, Mm. I want people to come here and have fun and think, okay, that looks really pleasing and think that looks good. But I mean, like I I do desire that to a certain extent, I'm going to be honest, but like the main point, Mm -hmm. like I do strive for it to be like, okay, we're just a megaphone. We're just supposed to be um, redirecting people. I'm just relaying the truth that's already been laid down for us, you know? Um, but oh man, Amen. I think it's more like, I love your heart chart. I think it's more like being just so honest. Like I think it said in James, like to be truthful and like what we yeah. said, but then like, okay, we're not going to beat ourselves up about it. Like what you said, it's like the Lord is using your ministry in ministry in so many ways. And I've seen that and it's beautiful. And like all these things, and you are a megaphone and when we go in those seasons, it's just being like, okay, you know what? This is a season. All of a sudden I'm feeling whatever the feelings are, jealous, Mm -hmm. envy, you know, like competition, rivalry. Okay, Lord, I need to take a step back because you are number one and I can't be that megaphone with these feelings. And so maybe I'm going to step back and check my heart and ask the Lord to just heal whatever's going on in my heart. And then I can get back to what he has called me to do, you know? Right. You know, and that that's a huge thing to recognize um, about yourself and what's going on in your heart because we're people that are so much, so much go-getters and so much like, if I don't show up, I'm going to miss out. Like we all mm-hmm. have FOMO to some extent, like whether that be mm-hmm. online or in person. But I think it's really big of us to be like, okay, Lord, like there are these moments and I need to actually take a step back because if I don't take it seriously, like I'm just going to keep building upon my kingdom. And mm-hmm. I do think that sometimes that can be very apparent to people that follow us or just to people that are online. I you know, I was telling Michael the other day, and I say this often, I'm yeah. like, you know, honestly, like people are smarter than you think they are. Like just, yeah. just people in general, like I'm not saying that like people aren't smart, but I'm just saying like they're 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 much more in tune with what's going on than I think we realize sometimes, yeah. right? People that follow us or people that are just in our lives and vice versa. I'm just like, you know, people can clue in more and especially if they're believers that are following mm. us. And so I think that's really huge. But you mentioned um, just a second ago about when we have jealousy and envy and comparison and all these things creep up, you know, I mean, We've talked about and we've all seen how huge comparison and envy is online. Like people listening, like friends listening, raise your hand if you've ever felt comparison (laughs) and jealousy and envy, like just in general, but then also on social media. I mean, there are just countless, just countless books and posts written about how we don't have to compare, but sometimes it feels like, well, I, that sounds nice, but I don't know how to do that. And so I think sometimes it's arguably easier to compare and be jealous of people online because you don't have to actually face them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about what God says comparison and envy is and like what it does to us. I know that you're really, Michaela, you're really passionate and knowledgeable about this and just actually how Comparison and envy isn't just something that exists, but it's something that happens to us and it actually can be really, really bad. Yeah. So once again, this is kind of like, so a social media boundary, right? Because what happens I think is I don't want to just bash social media because I think there's so many great, amazing things that happen through social right. media. And I think it is, I definitely feel called to the platform, but I think it's just another thing with comparison and envy. And I think we all relate to this is that it can just happen and all of a sudden you're feeling these feelings and you have to choose to make a decision in that moment. Like, how am I going to react to this? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think one of the things I've been convicted of was a, again, when I was reading in James and it said, um, there was this passage and it said, you desire, but do not have. So you kill, you covet, but you cannot get what you want. So you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask. Mm. 
And I remember reading this passage and it was talking about this desire, right? And because of this envious desire um, and coveting, killing. And I was like, that is absolutely ridiculous. I was like <laughs> studying, you know, and I'm like, this is so right, silly. Right. I was like, envy does not lead to murder. And I was almost like justifying it a little bit in my head. Like envy is like not that bad. Like, mm-hmm. come on. And I right. think when we think of envy, like envy is a sin that like nobody sees. Right. And so a lot of us are like, oh, well, I can just sit in this, you know, like I don't, it's not that bad. Um, right. Right. But then what happened was because of that, I was like, I literally like Googled and I was like, you know, could envy lead to murder? And literally what struck me was like, yes, Cain and Abel, right? Was Mm -hmm. one example of that. And then another example of that, which is so insane. And maybe some of you have missed this, but actually Jesus was brought before the authorities, it says, because of envy. Mm, So it says Matthew 27, 18, it says, for he knew that it was out of envy that they had delivered him. The religious leaders were jealous of his success and influence. And it reminded me so much about how sometimes when we're on social media, we can either be jealous of someone's ministry and make them our rivals, or we can be envious of kind of how the Lord's using them. Or even we can be envious of their homes and their clothes and like all these things. (laughs) It could be anything, you know, it doesn't have to be ministry related. Right. Um, And it really reminded me how dangerous envy is. And I started thinking like, oh my word, there's just so much in the Bible about, you know, comparison um, and envy and all of these things. So I mean, thinking about Joseph and his brothers, right? And the technical, the coat and just all of these instances where envy and jealousy leads one thing after another. Yeah, literally. And like, I love how you said that because it can be over things that are like good things and like envy and comparison and jealousy can really take something so good and pure and flip it and just make something just horrible out of it, right? And kind of like maybe demonize or weaponize good things in our lives, whether that be, oh, like she's thriving doing her ministry, whether that be on social media or not. But for this case on social media, like, wow, she's thriving. She has so many followers you know, she may be super solid in the word. Um, but then we take that a seemingly really awesome thing, which is a sister in Christ, like literally spreading God's word to people, to thousands of people. And we take that and we flip it and we make it something horrible because of our jealousy and our envy and our comparison. Um, Mm -hmm. and I really, I really appreciated how you brought up like, you know, Cain and Abel and even Jesus's instance, because we don't take, I'm, I'm just, broad strokes here, but I'm speaking for myself too. I don't think we take jealousy seriously enough. Yeah. Um, and like mm-hmm. you said, it can lead to murder. It can lead to even other things that are just as harmful, like bitterness and um, all these other things that, you know, set up camp in our hearts. Um, so I think just being aware of how, how tempting and how mm. toxic that is, right? No, it's so true. I agree. I honestly think like a lot of us, or I'm just going to speak for myself personally, have justified, you know, those feelings of jealousy mm-hmm. or envy in the past. Um, and I feel like once I like, oh Lord, okay, I'm going to bring this before you and really just have you deal with this um, in my heart. I feel like, well then like, it's like a, I just, oh my word. I feel like the Lord has really just opened up my eyes to be able to just like celebrate people instead of being envious, you know? Yeah. And that's huge. I mean, I think we could do a whole episode on that and just like how to celebrate others and to, you know, to, to strive for unity, which I think that's the biggest thing is, um, God has been teaching me just a little side note that like we can have unity in the body of Christ and not all be doing the same thing. Heck, I mean, that's, that's the model that he made. That's the model that he created to have different, um, 
different parts, different functions, um, but yet all working to edify the body and encourage. Um, so I think that's that's a reminder that I need every day. But um, there was mm. something else. Um, I know this episode is jam-packed, but we kind of wanted to touch on a little bit of everything <laughs> today. Um, but something else that Mikkel and I were talking about is that, I mean, friends listening, I'm sure that you can think of even just a handful of people slash influencers that, um, that you follow. You just, they're just on your feed. You followed a bunch of them. There are so many. I think, I don't know. I'm sure there's a statistic out there somewhere, but I think there are probably thousands, if not millions. Like I wouldn't be surprised if there are millions of yeah. people that are Instagram influencers. You know, we love, we love that word. <laughs> um, but you know, Michaela and I have talked about how they're like, it's so encouraging to see so many people like Michaela doing God's work and sharing and influencing online in that way. Um, and so it's really, really encouraging. But sometimes as people that use social media, whether or not you have a lot of followers, I know so many people that have just kind of joined my community over on Instagram and say, hey, I just started and I don't really know if I even want to make this a big thing, but I want to even just share with my friends and family. Mm -hmm. I'm like, go for it. Like, it's amazing. But yeah. I think sometimes even as pure as our motives can be, like we've talked about, we can be really guilty of kind of trying to make God's word look more attractive through mm. our words or rephrasing things or just mm -hmm. in maybe sugarcoating. So there's a temptation there to be to be likable and to to maybe not stand for the whole truth, right? So Michaela, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, it's honestly is a temptation. I think sometimes it's like we try to think that, oh, and, and I think that's where we get a little bit stuck. It's like, okay, if I make the gospel more attractive, right? And it's like, no, I once heard it said like, okay, you could either have like an extremely poor presentation of the gospel, right? And then like an amazing one. But the thing is like the actual outcome is up to God. Mm, so it's not the fact yeah. that you poorly stated the gospel. You know, someone might come to know Jesus through that. And then you might've had this amazing, attractive like thing, <laughs> you know, talking about the gospel. And then somebody is like, no thanks, right? right because right. it's not up to us. And we can have this danger of thinking, oh, this is up to me. And mm -hmm. like, you know, what my wording and phrasing must like lure people in on all these things. And I think one of the things I've thought a lot about is how we can be guilty a little bit of trying to set up our own thrones in a way by doing yeah, that. Right. And one of the things that I was studying recently was in Revelation. And this is like going, this like literally, I was like, my mind was like blown by this, but I was like, oh my word. I thought so much about Revelation and about, um, you know, Satan and like all these things. But one of the things I haven't thought much about is how obviously Satan is the accuser and Satan and all is all these things. But Satan's end game over and over when I was reading Revelations is to steal God's worship. You know, mm. so I was studying and looking to state, you know, into Satan more and Revelation. And I was realizing I'm like, he wants to steal God's throne and God's worship. And he is the ultimate glory thief. Right. And right. when we think about Satan, he talks about, he's like, he says these I will statements, kind of similar to Jesus's I am statements, but he's like, I will ascend to heaven above the stars. I will set my throne on high. I will sit on the Mount of Assembly. I will ascend on the height above, you know, the height above the clouds. I will like make myself like the most high, high. And what Satan wanted was he was like, wanted the throne above God. Right. Like he wanted to see God dethrone and he wanted to be placed on the throne. So when we think of Satan, we think of pride and we think of the ultimate influence stealer. Mm, that's good. Yeah. So I think I never want to make like social media 
so much like my God or desire to build my kingdom, you know, or trying to use my words, you know, so much that I am similar, like mimicking something that is so, you know, detrimental, which Satan wanted to exalt himself above, above God. He wanted God's worship. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of these ways, like I see this um, kind of working out in my own life is like sometimes I've idolized social media and tried to ascribe glory to it. But the other thing is I begin trying to build my own kingdom through social media like we had talked about. Mm-hmm, right. And so I think it's like there's just so many things you could talk about with that, whether it's like the, the glory thief, the thrones, or like what you were saying, like, you know, God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, declares the Lord. Right. And sometimes it's as simple as, okay, um, no, like my thoughts are not your thoughts and we're trying yeah. to dress up the word of God. <laughs> right, right, right. And I think there's a temptation because social media looks extremely, extremely flashy. It's just, I don't know how it came to be. I mean, I haven't been on social media for as long as it's been around, um, but it's it's really changed a lot. But there's, I think there's this temptation of making everything look beautiful. And then I think as even just well, well assuming, you know, believers and people who want to share the gospel and want to share encouraging posts and captions. We get drawn into this this mentality of social media that's like, okay, it has to be a certain way or it has to, like, I take this passage of scripture, it's on my heart, but I need to fit it into my aesthetic or my brand right. or, um, or it's like, oh, I'm too concerned about what people would think about how harsh this message, this message may come across, right? Um, but man, like you said, it's kind of convicting. Actually, it's really convicting when you think of it that way where it's like, okay, when we do that, we're not only disrespecting the word of God, but we're trying to take um, the glory for ourselves in a way, realizing that like we're trying to reword what's already what's already enough, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting to go back to like, no, it's, it's the word of God that speaks. It's not Michaela that speaks yeah, and, you yeah. know, changes people. And I think that's what I always have to go back to. Um, yeah, I think there's like that. Do you know that quote? It's like, um, tell uh, tell the gospel, use the gospel basically. And if you have to use words or something, yeah. but basically like our, our words are not really, you know, you need to read the word of God, which actually is living and breathing. You know? Yeah, right, right. No, that's so good. So, so good. <laughs> I would love to. I know that you had a, a few other, um, a few other points about. Um, I think you had another verse to share with us too. Yeah. So I think one of the things I wanted to do was I didn't want to kind of end on like a negative note with social media. And one of the things that I was thinking about was how like you know I had just talked about um, Satan or whatever. And in Revelations it actually says, and they overcame him. They're talking about Satan by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And I think back to like social media, I'm like, here we have this amazing platform to testify about what God has done in our lives. And so like as much as social media has all these things like, okay, we need to build boundaries. We need to check our motives, like all these things, like negative things. Like it also has so many positive things because we can testify about Jesus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like thinking about that, like the word of our testimony, like we can talk to everyone and share on a mass scale about what he's done in our life. And so the potential, if used well, is absolutely amazing. Like, I don't want people vacating the space and all of a sudden, you know what I mean? (laughs) And so I think about that, too, is like there's so many benefits and positive things. So if we can, like, check our hearts and, like, make sure we're worshiping the one who is worthy of worship and we're, you know, we're putting God on the throne and we're continually having him on the throne of our hearts, like, we can use Instagram and social media with discernment. Um, and for his glory. 
Yeah, that's, I think that's so important. I mean, we have said a lot of things about like, okay, this is the tough parts, but I think if we are discerning and, you know, we're following everything that God set out for us, um, social media can be a beautiful place. And I'm really thankful that, you know, Michaela, that you and I have had really good experiences for the most part with it. And although it's been tough, um, I think there's so much potential. And honestly, it's it's a part of our lives now. It's a huge part. I don't see it going anywhere. Um, and not only for our lives, but just everyone's lives. And so I think if, if that's the case, it's like, hey, let's leverage this. Let's use it as a tool, you know, um, because I think God can be super redeeming in that way. So um, but to close, man, I would I would love to just get really practical, encouraging and just hear from from you about what you do just to kind of put this into practice um, as far as tips and things like that. So, Michaela, how how can we use or how have you seen um, yourself use Instagram with discerning eyes, you know, or social media in general? General. Like, how can we use social media for God's glory? And, you know, how can we create all these boundaries, all these things that we've talked about today? Yeah. So I think there's so many things that you could do, but I think one of the things I do is I always take the Sabbath, um, you know, Sunday off of social media and that kind of helps me keep my head straight. And then on Sunday, it's just like, okay, Lord, this is your day. And obviously every day is his day, but I just need to spend this day totally like away from any of the pressures of social media, just so I can concentrate on hearing from you, worshiping you and all these things. Um, and then, you know what, if I'm having some of those motives creep in and everything, I just, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I just need to build a boundary and either not be on it at all or not be on it for a couple days or, you know, like all of these things. Um, and another thing I always go back to is like, if I'm feeling like under celebrated or like underappreciated or any of these things, sometimes I'm like feeling the Lord, like, okay, you need to go celebrate other people. Mm, so sometimes I do yes, that. I just yes. spend time, you know, pouring into other people's ministries and, you know, cheering them on. Because sometimes what happens is like we can get so in a rut about like me, 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 me. Instead, we can go and be like, you know what, let's celebrate this person's life or look into that or like cheer them on with, you know, if they ran a half marathon, let's go over there. And yeah, that's what the benefits yeah. of social media, you know, is like sometimes we can get so just thinking about ourselves instead of just going out and supporting others too. No, I think that's so important because that's basically the life of a Christian is to be selfless and not to be, you know, to think of ourselves less, to think of others more. And I think sometimes the antidote when we're when we're feeling so inward, when we're feeling so upset or so just frustrated by social media, to obviously take the time off, but just to take profitable time off, like you said, to to rest and reconnect with the Lord, whether that be you choose to do one day off or just go celebrate others, go like live your life offline so that not only so that you can be reconnected with the Lord and grow in your relationship, but then also in turn, it's going to, re- it's going to strengthen your presence when you get back online, you know, um, like not to make our motivations to always show up online. But I think that's really important to remember that like, Hey, I, I do this because I'm, I'm protecting not only myself, but I think my relationship with God, right. I think that's what the boundaries can be, you know? Mm, yeah. That's so good. It's I so also, true. I am so excited, though, about an amazing conference that's happening soon, though. So, friends listening, we mentioned it a little bit before the episode started. I know I left you on a cliffhanger, but I wanted you to hear everything that was going on today. But kind of the reason we wanted to talk about social media today, um, because it's something that we both love and are passionate about talking about, but also, Michaela is hosting an amazing conference, the first Christian ministry conference in person this 
fall. So this October 2021, Michaela, please share a little bit more about this. We've been sharing on social media, but I would love for you to tell our audience, you know, what's happening, what's it going to be about and all the things. Oh my goodness. Yes. So I really observed something that I felt like was a gap and in women's ministry. Um, and one of the things I had kind of observed was that there was a lot of conferences either, you know, where there's speakers, women speakers, and you're learning about Bible and theology and all these things, Mm -hmm. or there's a conference where you get to go as a person who owns a online ministry or ministry and you learn how to do practical things like write a book or podcast or speak or any of these things. But I felt like I hadn't really observed one that combined the two and like, really, really emphasize kind of that our theology, right, really affects what we do and our belief in God affects how we communicate and being equipped with sound theology and how to teach the gospel and all these things. Those are so important to our online ministries. And so I was like, you know what, we need to do a two day conference. And the first day is a lot about theology. And so we're going to communicate, we're going to learn like how to communicate the gospel line by line. We're going to learn um, primary and secondary doctrines of the faith and kind of when to disagree and when to agree and yep. kind of all mm-hmm. those fights online that we've been observing. And then the second day um, is actually going to be like tons of different practical things. So like how to write a book, um, you know, how to podcast, which Tara will do, how to, um, you know, hand letter, Tara's going to do that one, how to, you know, all these different yeah, how to's. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the idea is that like we would come together and really, really support each other. I think sometimes online ministry can be lonely. And so really, really support each other, get to know each other and honor God um, throughout the way that we are committing ourselves to doing these ministries. And so I, I just, it's going to be amazing. Like Tara is going to come speak. We have Kristen Lavalli, um, Amy Gannett. I'm going to be speaking. And I just think it's just such an amazing way to just join together and honor God and learn about our ministries, but also just, you know, lead from a place of just being filled up in rooted in his word. Yes. Yes. And that's something I think that is going to set this conference apart. And I think it is an amazing thing that God put on your heart, Michaela, because like you said, there is kind of this gap where we need to realize that if we are in some kind of ministry, specifically online ministry or writing a book or podcasting or whatever you want to do, um, that we need to realize that that ministry needs to be founded upon the fundamentals, the gospel, but we also need to realize it's a huge responsibility to do that. And so let's, let's equip ourselves. Right. Mm. And so I think that's an amazing, I'm just so excited to see how those go hand in hand and then also get super practical. Um, so tell us the dates, tell us where people can go learn more information, how they can get tickets, all the things. Yeah. So it's going to be October 1st and 2nd in New Hampshire. We're going to meet in person, um, which I feel like we need after this year. Yes. <laughs> uh, um, so it's, there's a, actually an Instagram page called, um, at, so like the at sign Christian ministry conference. Uh, I guess you don't need that sign. That's just how you write it. Right. <laughs> it's basically Christian Ministry Conference um, on Instagram. And then um, chasingsacred.com slash online ministry conference. You can purchase tickets. It's going to be awesome. People are going to be spending the night, obviously, because it's a two-day event, flying in. We have so many different states represented already. And it's just going to be a great way also to meet other women who are doing ministry. 
yeah, it's amazing, it's amazing. So I am really, really excited about this. It's been so cool to connect with some of the ladies already. Um, I think Michaela has a Facebook page as well, so you can find all of that. I'll link it down below. Um, also share my special little discount code. I was code gonna say, you have a discount code. <laughs> heck yeah, it's Tara50, right? I'm, I'm, yes. I'm like, Tara50 will save you some money. We would love to see you there. I think it would be amazing to meet you in person. Um, and even if, even if you're on the fence, even if you're listening, you're like, I want to do something like this, but I haven't started. We have ladies that are coming already that are at any stage, whether they are um, they haven't started an online ministry or they are in the thick of it or they've been doing it forever or they, you know, are seasoned. So there's just a lot of different people represented. Um, and so I'm really excited to even learn from them. So we want to see you there. We think this would be an incredible investment into your faith and into what God is doing. Um, because I honestly, as I've gotten older and I've started taking my Bible class and things like that, Michaela, I'm sure you can relate. Like I took other classes in college and I'm like, this is the most worthwhile. Like if I could spend any yes. of my money investing in learning. It's in the things of God and the things that are going to last and will help you use your gifts. So, um, yes. I think this is going to be it. So I can't believe we're, we're literally, it's going to fly by and we're going to be in October soon. So, yes. um, yes, make sure to grab your tickets. Michaela, you are amazing. I love you friend. Oh, it love is, you too. This is so the, fun. It's been the biggest <laughs> blessing. Thank you for pouring out. Um, and I just love you friend. You too. I literally love this podcast and your ministry and you so much. It's been a blast. So you're amazing. If you, y'all, if you want to see this duo in person, come to the conference. <laughs> I can't wait to meet you in person. It. Oh, it's amazing. All right. Love you, girl. Love you. Bye.